0: Welcome to Energy Matters Q July 31st 2018 edition. The Energy Matters Q podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. The Energy Matters 2 podcast seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. I'm your host, Leo Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Ron Galuli. Ron, how are you doing? Very well, Leo, and uh, good to hear your voice. I hope your summer's going well. Yeah, summer's going good. I haven't, I haven't done as much uh, surfing or swimming as you have. You had a big, big, long swim last weekend, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I completed the uh, peaks to Portland, 2.4-mile swim nice. from uh, Peaks Island to East End Beach, yeah. I saw a, a top 20 placing, too, for, for Ron Galluli. Yeah, I was the oldest competitor in the top 20, so nice. that, that kind of made my day. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your family must be so proud. Not really. They were giving me a hard time because I uh, was hobbling up the finish chute, so they were <laughs> they got a good chuckle out of that. Well, yeah, no, so, Well, listen, in
0: addition to your swimming interest, I know that uh, you're still part of the Awe. Uh, you've got a board seat on that with uh, uh,
1: AEE, right? Yeah, I'm still – the newsletter editor. Uh, unfortunately, I did miss the summer meeting last week, but we have a new president, Paul Wasink. So young guy, he does work at National Grid. So we expect him to bring a lot of energy into the organization. And um, they've already advertised one of the events for this upcoming uh, program year. December 6th, they expect to have a sellout crowd at the um, technical roundtable for energy efficiency and cannabis cultivation facilities. So that will be a major event that will be at the UMass Lowell Conference Center. So uh, folks, um, keep an eye out for that registration. It is out there, and we expect that to sell out. Good. I did see that Kathy Stanley is
0: organizing the speakers, and uh, she's in the process of putting together that speaker, speaker panel.
1: Is that correct? That is correct. So reach out to Kathleen if you do have some subject matter you may be interested in presenting. She has done a great job over the past several years with these technical roundtables, which are a little bit different than our regular meetings. We've had some solar and storage events that were really popular. And uh, so she continues to do a nice job in picking subject matter that that uh, the engineering community in the area is very interested in. Great, good. So that's uh, that's in October. Excellent. Thanks for updating on that.
0: So we've got a great guest with us today. We've got uh, Alex Grace, who's uh vice president of KGS Buildings. KGS has been around a few years and we've got some some good traction going on. So I'm excited to to hear from Alex. Alex, welcome to Energy Matters. To you.
2: Thank you, Leo. Good to talk to you both.
0: So Alex, when when you go to the uh, a conference and you're and you're riding in the proverbial elevator. What do you say when someone says, uh, Alex, what are you what do you do? What does KGS Buildings do?
2: Sure thing. So our little elevator pitch, we are an analytics company. We take data from buildings every five minutes, analyze that data down and identify where there are problems. That costs money, that can lead to building occupant complaints. So all about continually finding predictive and proactive maintenance opportunities the result of which is more comfortable building and energy savings
0: and so so we are Energy matters to you here this is the podcast and the focus is generally on energy but if i ask you what problem are you solving what problem is kgs building solving for for their uh, for their marketplace sure thing so the general problem is that we know
2: a lot of interesting research out there that 80% of equipment of HVAC equipment fails for non-age related reasons. So we know that's the case. Uh, Maintenance is a constant challenge across a large portfolio. Many of our clients, we might be monitoring over 10,000 mechanical assets, you know, for example, on a campus like MIT, or a global pharmaceutical portfolio like Amgen. And it's a lot of equipment, a lot of room for things to happen over time. And what we typically find from a human perspective in the facilities world, you know, the customers that we work with, they're fighting fires all the time. You know, they're they're identifying problems once they've already occurred, building automation alarm goes off, you have to respond to it. Someone calls and complains, you have to respond to it. And what we do is give them visibility or as a client recently put it to us, you know, Clockworks, our platform allows them to look through the front window as opposed to always looking in the rear view mirror.
0: Okay. So, Alex, th- this issue has been around for a long time. You know, MIT and Amgen have for decades, uh, they've had building management systems and they've had work order systems. So what is it that, uh, that's, that, uh, Clockworks and KGS is doing that's so different than those, uh, those legacy systems? Right. So
2: in general, a couple things. I mean, over time, building automation has become more and more open. So I should say that as a baseline, we only work with buildings that already have extensive building automation, that have a lot of data. And that data is simply underutilized and has been for, for a long time. And uh, most building automation is, there can be a lot more that can be done with that data. So what are we talking about? We're talking about temperatures, pressures, flows, set points, all the data that are locked up in those building automation environments as well as metering systems and sometimes lighting or other other uh, related systems. So all that data has been locked up. very difficult to really analyze systematically. What we're doing is looking at it every single five minutes and running more sophisticated analytics to actually figure out the root cause of the problem. So an alarm is very simplistic. It says, hey, this room is too hot. It's 85 degrees in here. Throw alarm. Well, clockworks will tell you the room is hot because there's a leaking reheat valve in the ceiling. That's causing that air temp to be too high, and the supply flow to that space is lower than it should be. Okay. So providing those additional contacts to get to the root cause of the problem.
0: Right. So Alex, this is a, a pretty complex combinations of skill sets to pull this package together. You, you've described some very specific mechanical systems, uh, mechanical airflow systems, and and their corrective measures, and also the the tools that are used to access information about how they perform the building management systems. So can you take us back to, to KGS's beginning? How did, how did you get these kind of two, two different pieces together um, in the platform that became Clockworks?
2: Absolutely. So the company was founded out of MIT. All of our founders did their PhDs in building technology. And they had different research focuses, but they were all looking at where can we have the biggest impact on the built environment? And what they really discovered was there's so much data that's underutilized and operational efficiency is just a huge, huge opportunity. So let's focus there. So early research and testing on MIT facilities, also really unique to the founding was that one of our founders grew up in a mechanical services, family mechanical services business. So really had that field experience and that field perspective to say, to not just have an ivory tower approach, but say, you know, what tools and technology is going to really make the facilities folks that we deal with more efficient and able to get more done in less time. So that's some of the founding. Also research with Department of Energy funded projects with Pacific Northwest National Labs, also significant ashtray projects. So that all went into the early days. And then just flash forward today that you know the software has been out, the Clockworks platform since 2010. We're now monitoring over 200 million square feet, over 1,400 buildings, and that's about 150,000 mechanical assets connected into the Clockworks platform.
0: That's great. Well, why don't you stay on that for a little bit? Why don't you describe for us of the you know 200 million square feet of space, uh, what types of spaces are these and, and where are they located geographically?
2: Sure. So we do work both in the U.S. and internationally. Most of our international work is through partners. So we do have a, a significant public relationship with uh, Schneider Electric. So we're on the market under KDS Buildings Clockworks, as well as Schneider Electric building advisor or building analytics. They have two, two names there. And in terms of the types of facilities we work with, you know, the more complex and larger, uh, the better. So we work with a lot of higher ed facilities, university campuses. We do a lot with pharmaceutical, uh, companies, biotech, as well as healthcare and then corporate real estate portfolios as well. Okay. So companies like Ericsson, uh, but any any company that has a lot of square footage tends to have a similar problem, which is we're trying to track KPIs across the organization. We have different building automation systems with data siloed. How do we pull that together into one place to get proactive, to get predictive, and ultimately save more energy across the portfolio?
0: So you mentioned... Uh international work is done through partners and that uh you, you've got a, you've, you've gone through a long list of uh really interesting verticals and specific clients that is there a, in the uh, in the u.s you guys are located in the northeast you're still in Somerville, right
1: that's right yeah
0: so is right, there you, a, you have um r- more folks in the northeast or are you spreading across the united states so we do almost all of our
2: work remotely we actually never have to step foot on site we do have remote uh employees in Chicago, Colorado, and Atlanta, but it's not necessary from a day-to-day operational perspective. So we support our implementation of buildings in 20 countries today. We have connectivity that we're maintaining to those sites all from uh, from Boston.
0: Great. Good. Hey, Ron, let me pull you in here because you've been, um, you know, the, around the utility space for a long time and working on deep energy efficiency. And, you know, the solution that Alex is. Walking us through the, the the Clockworks platform is, I I'll say it's uh you know it's it's a different way for the utilities to to approach energy efficiency at uh, campuses. So, Ron, can you just give us kind of your perspective on you know the KGS's value offering as it relates to to utility
1: incentive energy efficiency programs? Leo, as as you mentioned, you know traditional utility programs are to pay for you know, more efficient assets, a new lighting system, a variable speed drive. You know, the local utilities recognized probably about seven years ago that these products were out there, these data analytic engines that could help with either continuous commissioning or retro commissioning. And they did take a shot at trying to develop a program around that. So the Mass Save utilities did have a pay-for-performance program You know, the uptake on that program, it wasn't that significant, so they're in the process of retooling that program. So I know, talked to Alex several times, we're anxiously awaiting to see what that looks like so that, you know, the tools can be deployed at a wider range of customers, maybe with some incentives to um, move them
0: along. Yeah, Alex, have have your recent conversations with the utilities yielded any, any kind of additional insights? Uh, not not
2: not more than Ron knows certainly on where that's all going, but we've definitely been excited to work in the utility programs that we have worked in. I've gotten some really uh, really great results, so we hope that that continues in the right direction, which is just simplifying the M and V process and making making it more available.
0: Right. So uh, just talking about those results, is there your website's got some great stories about? How KGS has helped these different campuses, I'm looking at somebody from a, a Big Ten University and the University of Iowa is featured there. Uh, obviously MIT' had mentioned them already, but is there a particular of uh, story resolution that you think illustrates the the KGS value proposition really well? Yeah, a couple come to
2: mind that that are certainly public information, so it can definitely disclose. One would be at Greenbuild this past year, you know the big Green Building conference, MIT eversource. And Nick Gajewski, our CEO and co-founder at KGS, gave a presentation and it was the result of a three-year MOU that MIT had with Eversource. So their large energy reduction program over a three-year period, and they presented all the different ways that they went to achieve those goals. So equipment upgrades, uh, lighting projects, replacing drives, you know, the normal suite of capital measures involved. And they also had MBCX, monitoring-based commissioning, which is their name for, and, and a common name for their use of clockworks to drive those, uh, those measures over time. And what they presented was that clockworks was the, or the monitoring-based commissioning process was the source of not only the greatest amount of energy reduction across all different categories of projects that they had been doing, but also had the fastest payback. And that was actually an average payback of six months.
0: And you got to hope that that kind of data from a client like MIT, who signed a memorandum of understanding with utilities, that kind of you know uptake on that campus is going to incentivize the utilities to, to to broaden that incentive to to make it easier for campuses to take advantage of of uh, of Clockworks. Is did you get that kind of feedback or reaction from the EverSource folks?
2: Yeah, we certainly hope so. There's been a lot of interest from the um, account reps, and you know, it's a little different. It's a little a little bit outside the box. Not as straightforward as saying, "Hey, we can just go do a lighting project." Right. But once people understand it and they can bring it in, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves on that. And the other thing that was definitely really exciting, as you point out, is that these results are now eight years into using Clockworks as a monitoring-based commissioning solution. So one of the things you you often hear is you know, well, don't you just wring the energy out of the building and that's it. And it's actually just not been what we found. You know, the the line we often use is the interesting thing about low-hanging fruit is that it never stops growing. <laughs> and I think there's more more of an awareness in the utility world that that's also the case, that this is not just a one-and-done type thing, that operational efficiency continues to bear fruit if you invest in it. All
0: right, perfect. Hey, Ron, I'm going to throw this question to you first and then, then take it to Alex. You know, Alex w- was describing the... The, the candidate prospects clients for, for KGS. And he, he drew a pretty broad, broad offering that, um, there's healthcare facilities and campuses and commercial property and, uh, biotech kind of companies. So not uh, what I want to hear from you, Ron, is that like, is there a stage or a maturity level required of these institutions to, to take on a KGS clockworks offering? Is that, is your experience that they have to be at a certain level to understand and implement it?
1: From my experience, you, you really need an engaged customer. So it's typically the customer that has participated in energy efficiency programs. They have fairly robust building management system and they have several or one or several operators that really know their stuff. And then if you can get them engaged, they really understand the value and can take it from there and, you know, explain to their stakeholders internally the value of the system and why they should be invested in right alex i don't know if you find anything you know characteristic customers different but that, that's what i've seen
2: i would definitely agree with that you know what we have sort of two different approaches i mean one is for the reason that there does tend to be a certain level of sophistication is, as you said someone has to own the responsibility to look at The information and make sure it's built into a workflow to take action and sometimes that requires a certain level of engineering knowledge to do that on the other hand we also have a lot of partners that can play that role as well that's also worth mentioning that for example when we work through a partner like schneider electric they're using the technology as part of a control service agreement so it might just be a better way to perform service and we're seeing more interest from commissioning firms mechanical service providers and others that have ongoing relationships with clients of using the technology as part of their outsourced support to the customer. So both, both models can work. I think more just depending on the market, meaning, you know, if for sites that don't have that level of uh, bandwidth internally, maybe they can have a vendor play that role for them.
0: All right. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I I think the fact that you're leaning on trusted vendors who have responsibility on the campus and they've got professional expertise, it makes it easier to adopt a solution that's a little bit more advanced than what the campus might be used to. And uh, you exactly, know, Alex, you use the word bandwidth. We've all seen this. You approach these campuses, and they may be there may be good intent. On, the, on, the, on behalf of the, you know, the facilities or, or management of the facility, they have good intent, but there's just so many, you know, urgent heat cooling spills, uh, crises on the campus that they never get to dig into a program that requires some reflection and implementation.
2: Yeah, that that's definitely a challenge. There's no question about it. And that that becomes, you know, hey, the opportunity is here, so what's the best way to address it? Uh, and different people will take different approaches there. I mean, some do have the bandwidth. They, they do commissioning internally or they have outside vendors and they're looking to, to turn that program from a static commissioning process to an ongoing commissioning process. There are others that come at it more from an energy management perspective, saying, Hey, I'm an energy manager. I'm not in the day to day maintenance and operations, but my role is to keep finding opportunities year over year. And I've done the lighting. I've done the drive and people still say, you know, what have you done for me lately, right? I mean, you got to keep finding new opportunities. So particularly in the corporate portfolios, we see that interest in sort of getting to that next level and also organizationally connecting those dots between energy management and the day-to-day operations and maintenance, which sometimes are very silent. Sometimes the energy manager is only looking at capital projects and not so aware of, of operations. And when that's the case, this this type of software? provides a good reason to create more linkages between those groups.
0: Yeah, good. Well said. Ron, anything else that you wanted to to ask of Alex before we let him go?
1: Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about KGS that you did mention, Alex, is that your uh, connection to the building management system is more of a software play than a, than a hardware play. And I just wanted to, to make that note because we've seen some of these systems in the past with a hardware it's connection, if you will, that proved to be difficult to manage that interconnection. So that's one thing that KGS, I think, has above its competitors.
2: Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, we, we do find that that, that is a differentiator. Someone has 60 buildings. We don't have to put 60 pieces of hardware out there. It's software only. And, and often for the larger clients, they, they tend to host our service, which does all that polling and pushing of data right in a corporate VM. So it's, uh, it could be on a virtual machine, that kind of thing. So nice to not have to drop hardware in and nice from, a, from our selfish perspective and not having to actually go out and maintain all that equipment that's out there it makes it much more streamlined.
0: All right. So, uh, Alex, if, um, is KGS on the road? You got any, any shows or talks or events coming up where people might bump into you?
2: Uh, yes. Actually, we'll be just the end of this week at APA. That's the, uh, higher ed. Facilities Association. It's, it's actually the oldest professional association for facilities. The really impressive group in the national conferences in Washington, D.C. We'll have a booth there. Uh, really excited that one of our clients, University of Iowa, is winning a significant award there for, uh, for their um, incredible superior ma- uh, facilities management. And that's Friday and Saturday uh, this week on August 3rd.
0: That's exciting. Good. And then the, the website is uh, kgsbuildings.com. With an S in the end of buildings, uh, that's great. And uh, so, so Alex, thanks so much for for being with us, being part of Energy Matters to you. Wish you wish you the best of luck. Thank you both for having me. Ron, what do you got for us on the uh, Energy Matters to You uh, podcast front? What do you know? Uh, we have some upcoming shows. Really? Hopefully, Can you tell me about? We'll
1: them? Announce those. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll announce those soon. But we're always looking for new guests, Leo. And uh, you know, once the fall season begins. And, uh, the AW meetings, uh, begin. We should have a steady stream of, uh, potential guests and any of our listeners out there are interested in being on the show. Please, uh, either contact me or myself. No, we look forward to working with KGS, uh, in the future and we expect to see, see more customers, uh, engaging with their systems due to the utility opening up the incentives, if you will. All right. That's great. All right. Well,
0: very good. Um, Thanks, uh, Alex Grace, VP with uh, KGS Buildings. As always, uh, Ron and I appreciate your feedback. Very interested to get your suggestions for future topics and guests. For Energy Matters to You, this has been Leo Ryan and Ron Galuli. There's work to be done. Go make a difference.